Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion, put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they had not known my ways, unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 45 on page 396. My heart overfloweth with a good matter, I speak the things which I made concerning the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Full of grace are thy, thy lips, because God has blessed thee forever. Gird thee with thy sword upon thy thigh, O thou most mighty, according to thy worship and renown. Good luck have thou with thine honor. Ride on because of the word of truth, of meekness and righteousness and thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. Thy arrows are very sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, and the people shall be subdued unto thee. Thy seat, O God, endureth forever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Wherefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh, aloes, and cassia, out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad. King's daughters are among thy honorable women. Upon thy right hand doth stand the queen in a vesture of gold, wrought about with diverse colors. Hearken, O daughter, and consider. Incline thy ear. Forget also thine own people in thy father's house. So shall the king have pleasure in thy beauty. For he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. 
and the daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift, like as the rich also among the people shall make their supplications before thee. The king's daughter is all glorious within, her clothing is of wrought gold. She shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins that shall be her fellows shall bear her company and shall be brought unto thee. With joy and gladness shall they be brought, and shall enter into the king's palace. Instead of thy fathers, thou shalt have children, whom thou mayest make princes in all lands. I will make thy name to be remembered from one generation to another. Therefore shall the people give thanks unto thee, world without end. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 26th verse of the 14th chapter of the book of Proverbs. In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, to turn one away from the snares of death. In a multitude of people is a king's honor, but in the lack of people is the downfall of a prince. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. The wicked is banished in his wickedness, but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding, but what is in the heart of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him who causes shame. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the Epistle to the Philippians. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh, though I might also might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. 
circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven 
and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities, and in all our dangers and necessities, stretch forth thy right hand to help and defend us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. It's a note, notable feature of, of the New Testament, St. Paul's writings, especially that he has this command to rejoice. It'll appear again in Philippians um, in next chapter, rejoice in the Lord, um, to have joy. And the, and the joy is rooted in the life we have in Christ. And, and I think this is what he contrasts here in this chapter where he, he says, beware of the dogs and the evil workers and the mutilation. He's talking about the mutilation. He's talking about the um, the sort of the of synagogue that the Philippians would have that and, and the Jewish faith, which would have told the the uh, Christians in Philippi that they need to be circumcised in order to be saved. They need to obey the rules of the Old Testament. And St. Paul is is saying that, you know, that that um, that's that's not necessary. So that's a distraction from this life in Christ and the joy you have if you go back. So be aware of these things that pull you away from that. And his own sort of resume of what he was in the faith um, that he's given up now for Christ. Now, none of that really resonates with us in the sense that we don't put a lot of stock in our time in all that kind of religious practice, you know, glory that we've done all these great religious things. So the, the translation of that for us would be, you know, anything that, that, that um, well, it could be the things that we, you know, when general, I suppose that the, the, the comparison would be any religious activity that makes us feel outwardly like we've done this thing, 
but that sort of masks the last of the lack of interior transformation. And that's the real contrast between St. Paul the Pharisee and, uh, or Saul the Pharisee and St. Paul the Christian is the Torah observance was this outward observance of things according to the Torah designed to achieve a righteousness based on having done those things. First, an interior transformation that comes in the encounter with Christ. So it's always the danger in religion to trust in outward things we do that miss the point of, of the interior life. So the, the sense is, is faith in Christ and, and through our prayer when we come to the Father in Christ through the Spirit and we are aware of what's going on inside of us that leads us to the sort of sincere repentance, renewed faith and actually living in a new way. That process is the essence not the, you know, if we do a lot of things outwardly, a lot of times religious practice, especially, you know, the anxious religious practice is a way of avoiding what's going on within us. So he says what he really wants to do is to know Christ, the power of his resurrection, which is <clears throat> experienced through the gift of the spirit as this new life wells up within us. He says the fellowship of his sufferings, and that is our participation in the sufferings of Christ through as we face temptation and we say no to it, we experience this, <clears throat> this trial. Um, our, our fellowship of sufferings would be whatever it is in this life that is painful for us, that becomes um, a doorway for prayer to, to, to reveal our own weakness, <clears throat> to invite Christ into our lives and experience his strength in a new way. And um, that's the fellowship of sufferings, being conformed to his death, which is, as we said yesterday, the obedience, the surrender. He was obedient unto death. We, we, we um, surrender to Christ in faithful obedience. And then this is the way that if any week we can attain to the resurrection. And then he talks about really sort of the, the idea that Christian life is as a, you know, a, a pursuit of progression. He says, I don't think I've already done this. I haven't already been perfected or, or completed, but I press on. I, I leave behind what's behind. I press forward to what is ahead. And that's our idea of the spiritual life, that we're always moving forward, always considering what it is that God is doing in our lives now, growing in our repentance, growing in our faith, looking for the goal and, and at, that comes at the end, which is the, 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 the resurrection. And getting back to the first point, rejoice when we live that life, when we focus on what Christ is doing in us, what he's calling us to do, the, 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 the telos of life in him, there's a joy because we, that what we have transcends the world. When we get caught up in things in the world or concerns or merely uh, surface concerns, we get distracted from that life and joy gets replaced with anxiety and, and worry and what's going to happen. And, and so this is, this is why um, it is the life of prayer and focusing on these things that, that help us maintain our joy because in Christ, in our prayer, in what he's doing in us, the, the, the world can't touch anything there and we have an, a, a presenting joy. And this is something to remember that we should be, we should have a sense of joy about, about life because, because of our participation in, in the life of Christ thoughts about Philippians today. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, 
we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their request. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Thursday. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody.